Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 223. We're missing a couple of people here because we had to pre-record this uh, midway through the week, mostly because I won't be around this weekend, but we still wanted to do an episode. So this will go up on the channel at some point throughout the day, and you guys can catch up with there. We'll be live and back in action next weekend. Um, we're missing a few people. Like I said, MVG, Nate, uh, Jordan, and Misclick may pop in here midway through the recording here. But people who are here, we have Max Dreamcast Guy. How's it going, Max? Uh, happy day, happy day. Ready to dig into that OLED Nintendo Switch, the hotness. Yes, we'll be going over that. We have Evan. How's it going, Evan? It's going all right. Have, have Evan here. We got OJ, Player Essence. Good to be here. And we have Sean, <laughs> RGT85. How's it going, Sean? Couldn't sleep last night, and I didn't go to sleep till like five in the morning. But before then, I took like some antihistamines so I could fall asleep and some melatonin, which never works on me. And evidently, at three in the morning, I bought a copy of Scarface Complete in Box on the Wii for like forty dollars. Did you just like you just you just bought it without realizing? Like, yeah. I, I guess uh, looking at my YouTube viewing history, I was looking up videos of the game, and I guess I was just like half asleep. Like looking at videos of the game, and I was like, I don't own this. I want to buy it. Like I complete, I 100%ed it back in the day on my original Xbox. But I don't know. I guess I just wanted it again. And Miss Click just popped in during introduction, so we have Click here. Click, how's it going? Hi. Good. How Good. are you guys? Good to have Click here. So we have a bunch of things to go over. We also have a couple of Discord questions that we'll go through. Most talking about that Switch OLED model. We'll talk about Japan Studios being removed from uh, from Sony's website. And I will talk about Assassin's Creed now going live service based, apparently, according to some reports. So, Evan, do we want to start with a Discord question? What is a game that you love the most that took you the longest to get into? Oh, I love that it took the longest to get into. I, I think Final Fantasy 12, Final Fantasy 12, that weird auto combat system and the fact that it wasn't standard turn based. That's one of those games that took me hours. And then once it clicked, I was like, OK, this is for me. I'm going to say Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core, mostly because I didn't, it, it was kind of a strange like roulette thing that they would do. And I was like, mm -hmm. ah, I don't know about this. And I'm playing it. And I'm like, you know what? After after several hours, like this, this is actually cool. This works. And then, of course, the, the game itself with the story and everything was awesome. So, you know, you know, a game that is kind of slow to start out with and you think it's just the same thing, but it's awesome. I think uh, um, Lost Odyssey. Yeah. Like Lost Odyssey, it's it's so slow because it, it's like 10,000 discs, you know? It's just, it just yeah. builds up so slow, but when you start getting into like how, who the character is, the stories, how long he's been alive and all that, it really just, you say, wow. Like you say, and by the time that you're done, 80, 90 hours, 100, you're like, this is this is one of the greatest JRPGs of all time. So it, it took it took me about a, until like disc two or three for me to really start. I feel like there are a lot of people who just put that game down on the first disc. They didn't even get through oh, yeah. that, you know, because it is a slower starting game. But once you mm -hmm. really get moving, it it is very, very good. Absolutely. I feel yeah. like there are gonna be a lot of people who also say Death Stranding as well. Now that I'm thinking <laughs> of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would say Shenmue because like you didn't really quite know what to expect with it. And like the first little bit of the game, you know, there's a lot to take in the time system. But once you finally get into like the more open part of the game, it's like, oh, wow, this is mm. well, at least at the time it was like, oh, oh yeah. wow, this is crazy. It's so different. I think for me, I actually had to be Xenoblade Chronicles. Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. flat out. Yeah. Um, but also because like when you think you're getting towards like the end of the game, it's only like the halfway point and you're like, oh, it's going. Yeah, yeah, cool. it just keeps I rolling. Still, yeah. And then it just like it's just like Pandora's box just kind of opens and all this other stuff gets added in and you're like, 
okay, I'm ready to go, you know, by that point. So, okay, let's talk about this Switch OLED model. It, there was a lot of reports leading up to it. The Switch Pro, the, the Switch 4K, the new Nintendo Switch, the Super Switch. Instead, they went with Nintendo Switch, parenthesis, OLED model, and parenthesis. And it's your <laughs> fault. It's my fault. We your are fault. the reason. It's, yeah, it's Nick's fault. Evidently, the, the Knicks. The Knicks, you know, Leon Rose. It's Leon Rose's fault. You know, it's a, it's a damn shame. So, th- I mean, this was just like out of nowhere in the morning. I mean, Nintendo's done that with a lot of their announcements. They did it with the Switch Lite, uh, where they just like, here it is. There's, there's the new Switch for 6 the holidays. A.M. Six a.m. for me. <laughs> yeah. Six a.m. I was only up because I'm stupid. Okay. <laughs> yep. So they, they, just, they just dropped it on YouTube, dropped it on Twitter, and just kind of mm-hmm. moved along from there. Uh, there are a lot of questions being asked back and forth from press because there were a lot of questions with this device. Uh, but it's coming out October 8th. It is $349.99. So it's $50 more than the current hybrid Switch and a 7-inch OLED display, wider stand that has more adjustable angles, a built-in wired LAN port, 64 gigabytes of internal storage, enhanced audio, and an all-new dock to check out. But it does appear that it is the same switch, essentially, just with an OLED display, no enhanced internals when it comes to performance or any of that. And that sent the internet into a whole thing (laughs) at that point when we realized that this is a $50 more expensive switch without any actual like substantial improvement when it comes to playing the games especially in docked mode yep those joy cons are still going to be drifting like fast and the furious baby there ain't no upgrades yeah. at all i really wasn't expecting i'll be I, like i think nintendo's taking these joy cons to the end of the generation I, <laughs> I i just think that's just how it is there's i mean they'd have to do i think a substantial redesign of the joy con to fix it and I don't think they're going to do that. <laughs> I think they're just p- kind of playing dumb a bit right now. They're in the they're dealing with a class action lawsuit, and maybe they might even feel like, hey, if we redesign this thing, we're admitting fault. So we're not touching it right now. We'll we'll see everyone next generation. Uh, yeah, it's so. still. I think that's the weirdest part to me is that I think in general I, I'm buying it. I'm sure we're all buying it. It's it's a better screen on a Switch that we all love already. But the the lack of a Joy-Con upgrade is the weirdest thing to me. Like especially, I 100% thought that it at least add a D-pad. I, I mean, I'm dumb, but mm. I 100% thought we'd at least see a D-pad. So the fact that it's the exact same Joy Cons on a bigger screen was very strange. Yes, because they introduced white joy cons here see you feel like they could have been like mm-hmm. hey here, here's you know here's a d-pad and we're gonna sell these separately too and mm-hmm. everyone would be like it has a d-pad i guess i'll buy that too like, all right i guess even if you don't want the switch you would probably go out looking for the joy cons at least to get the d-pad mm-hmm. um because they did introduce the dock like the dock is new um i think there's still mm-hmm. some information we got to find out about it when it comes to some of the hdmi ports some other things on that people are asking questions about but I mean, we have a new dock. There's a new switch here. The body has changed a little bit with that stand. So it's it's odd that they were just like, yeah, same Joy-Cons. Just, just make them white, I guess. It would have been nice to see a, a change there. The whole uh, system to me is is weird. Like, it, it, even, even the trailer itself was weird to me because, like, half of the trailer was, like, telling you about what it was, you know, the OLED screen and all that stuff. Then they show the dock. And then they show docked footage, like people playing it in docked mode. And it's like, well, well why are you showing me this? Like, I, Not if, really if different, you, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't done anything, why are you showing me this? Like, I, I, I didn't understand. Like, as I was watching the initial trailer, because, like, I'm usually not up at like nine in the morning, but like my stomach why, was messed up. Why were up. you, Sean? Why were you awake at nine a.m.? Man, I had a whole back. 
I had a whole bag of Starburst, man, the night before, and it yeah. was bad. And I woke up at like eight and was just like crapping my brains out. <laughs> and like it was nine, and I was gonna lay back down in bed, and my phone just started blowing up. And I was like, "What's going on?" And like people were telling me. So I happened to be up RGT, for it. Real, real quick, bro. That's a lot of work to eat a whole bag because you got to unwrap each one of them. So the <laughs> fact there, that you sat there no, and unwrapped if, if, if you're unwrap, I quit if you're like doing something five. and you're not paying attention, you eat them basically blacked out. Like he probably didn't yeah. know he ate the bag. <laughs> no, yeah, no. Yeah. It's a little freaking pack. You got to go. Eh, eh, but there, there were the. They no were the fave reds too, so it was all the good colors. You didn't have to worry about like the stupid yellows and shit. So I was just like, I get tired. My jaw gets tired. I get tired. I'm like, yeah, right. After four or five. The no, idea of going to this starburst haze. I love the idea of blacking out on candy. <laughs> but yeah, it was just, it was such a weird, it was such a weird trailer. Like, as I'm watching it, I'm expecting them to say something about the system in docked mode, you know, whether it was going to be incremental or not. And like the images that they showed, which I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they're superimposed, but you know, you can make a case that it looked a little sharper than than normal, you know, when they're like sitting there playing it in dock mode on their on their TV. I was just expecting to see like that 4K and then it never came. And I was like, yeah. oh. it looked like they were yeah. building up to when they drop it in the dock. Kind of is yeah. the idea yeah. they were showing is like, look at this OLED screen and everyone's thinking, OK, this is the 4K switch. They're going to walk over to the dock and drop it. And it's just going to say 4K. And it just mm -hmm. never happened. They were just like, all right, let's play Ring Fit Adventure. Um, that was kind of it. I think this is genuinely Nintendo's way of just trying to get even more new Switch owners. This is yeah. going to be the this is going to be the system that if you have a day one OG Switch and you haven't bought all the other editions like me, it's a lot more appealing versus mm -hmm. someone who might have got the Animal Crossing or the Mario or the Pokemon along the way. This probably unless you're wanting the specific aesthetic or you're wanting the new look or the OLED, if you're really a handheld player, that's going to be the main draw for you. I think Nintendo is just wanting to update something, keep it fresh. So it's not, you know, a five-year-old uh, model or system itself when new people are looking at it like, oh, that's five years old. You know, I'll mm -hmm. just wait. This is like their way of keeping it up to date. This is a 2021 look for us. This is the model. And to be honest, a lot of people aren't going to be inspired to get it if you have a switch that you're happy with and and mm. that's fine um i think nintendo this is like we said this is their way of milking the cow um whether we wish they would or not i mean after the wii u era i think they'd be dumb not to <laughs> a little bit um but flat out like it's going to come down to handheld players they're showing things in the dock because they know this is a lot of people's first experience with the switch in general and they want to show that capability for us who are reoccurring of course we wish we could have saw that 4k and we're wondering why would you show us if it's nothing different and it's just for the handheld newcomers people who haven't had the switch before they're not going to know a difference so they're going to kind of cover their basis with that commercial show us everything we've already seen before but many people might not it's it's frustrating, I, I, but also at the same time, like it is for a new demographic in a way, like bring those new people in. They're going to try to bring as many newcomers in general and get that install base even higher up. I, I want to put out a conspiracy theory. I, oh I still think that this thing was going to be called the new Nintendo Switch until like the 11th hour, because that whole trailer felt like new Nintendo Switch to me. The fact that they were mm. showing all these games that are hopefully coming out next year and looking good and showing people like having fun with all these games that are about to come out. I felt like that trailer originally was set in this tone of like, here's the next generation of Switch. Here's what to get excited for next. It felt like it was going to be you know, have that new on there. And at the last minute, they're like, just call it the OLED. <laughs> well, if they had called it new Nintendo Switch, wouldn't we be more upset because it's not really like different? 
I feel like I mean, more people would be after upset. the 3DS mess and the, the, the after I, the new 3DS did it, I figured they just do it. Here's again. what I think. I think what's going to happen is they have it set up on their website as Nintendo Switch, and then it's just parentheses OLED model. Yeah. I, I think by next year, it's just going to be Nintendo Switch. I don't even yeah. think the parentheses are going to be there anymore because it's going to replace the current Redbox yes. Switch. Yeah. So that's why it's in parentheses right now to make it yeah. look different on the website. And then, and then we'll talk about some mm-hmm. other revision down the line. I'm sure. But oh, will I, I feel we? Like oh, will we? Out. Or maybe we're going next gen. I don't know. You know what? Maybe Nintendo do something weird and they'll just release a, a box and that's the 4K Switch. It's just well, a little see, console. And that's, there you go. And that's, that's something I want to bring up is that, you know, when you look at, there's been incremental, you know, from the from the the first Nintendo Switch to the Nintendo Switch that released with a better battery life. I mean, that was for handheld mode. You also had the Nintendo Switch Lite that released, which is for handheld mode. Mm-hmm. And now we have the Nintendo Switch OLED, which is just for handheld mode. Yeah. It's like, shit, man. Like, there's people that like to play it docked, too. Just like, give us that console. Just give us the console. That's yeah, fine. Just give all docked mode here. It really sucks, though, because you also have to think, like, a lot of their demographic is going to be in Japan. And a lot of people play it mainly handheld in Japan. So I think that but they the have handheld- that- but they have those options already, though. They yeah, have multiple options. If they, if they want the better screen, right? I think yeah. if the Switch Lite had the better screen, I could understand. Like, obviously, I feel the same, but because I, I don't really play handheld. I play like three games handheld, and that's it. Most mm. of the time, it's always docked. I would love an up-res docked experience. Believe me, mm-hmm. I'm with you a thousand percent on that. But a lot of their their demographic, um, unfortunately, is it's literally like that's where they are is japan like i i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them if that is like their main priority to mm-hmm. to kind of appease that interest first and then kind of work on the western standard later i wouldn't be surprised if they're kind of just like yeah yeah, yeah they're going to complain about what they complain about in the west and then we'll bring it to them when we bring it to them nintendo of america will do damage control regardless um i feel like that's where we're at <laughs> i i feel like you're not wrong oh, sorry oj I feel like you're not wrong about them catering to Japan with this system, but I think they need to get over that mindset because oh, I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Because yeah. I mean, let's be realistic, like where the system sells best is the United States and in Europe, not in Japan, like pulling up some stats here, which I just did real quick. 32 mil in North America, 22 mil in Europe, uh, 20 mil in Japan, like, you know, like mm-hmm. And, and statistically speaking, there, I'm sure there's more people in the United States and in Europe than in Japan. So, you right. know, reaching out to these other these newcomers that you want to get in. I don't know. It's just it's sort of that outdated Nintendo mentality that they unfortunately yeah. just have with some things, because, mm-hmm. I mean, they are at the end of the day, a Japanese company, Nintendo of America isn't real. It's 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 marketing is all is all they do. So, yep. you know, well, but I- I'm most curious if they're looking at play data and actually looking at how much people are playing it in handheld. I wonder if they can see that because I uh, can. I, I was talking to a friend of mine recently. Uh, a friend of mine in the military was telling me she just passed 1,000 hours in Animal Crossing. She sits in this military base. She has never put it in a dock ever since yeah. she's bought her Switch. It's a standard model, day one Switch, never put it in the dock. And she was like, yeah, I like the OLED model because I'm never, ever, ever going to put it in the dock. Of course, I'm going to buy that model. If they released a 4K Switch, you know, I'd not buy it. You know, you know what's, what's really mm-hmm. weird about this is we have this new dock, right? Uh I'm not I'm not really sure why we have a new dock. Like it's clean gotta it get changes that it up a little bit. But why it, it looks good? I'm but it's, it. it's compatible with the old dock, according to Nintendo. 
and yeah. they probably could have just released this thing without the dock because that it's all geared towards the handheld side of things. I, I know what you're. I know what you're. I think there's. I I kind of think there might be something different with this dock, is what I'll say. But I got to see more info on that one. Um, I, I think it's just the dock with the Ethernet port and the removal yeah. of the USB. I think I don't think there's anything different with. I, think, I don't think it's going to do I mean, anything. I also think they know, like, oh, if we invert the colors, people are no, going to want think, to buy it because it's different. I don't, I don't think the dock's going to do anything different with this switch, is what I'm saying. Okay, I, so you're I, saying that the next one. Uh, to go I, think to this, I think this dock is going to exist for the rest of the generation. They they may have done something with the dock to make sure it lasts the rest for of the generation. Oh, I see. So you're saying, saying like a supplemental computing device. No, with, well, no I, I think the HDMI itself has been moved up to something like HDMI 2. Okay, when so they you're going to... that already? No, it was at like 1.4, so it would have had a hard time with certain elements of 4k and h and hdr wouldn't have been possible but they wouldn't have listed that it was a new hdmi port on the website no we would find out through like fcc filings and other other things oh okay yeah because this doc this this will still do 1080p but it then also would have the potential to be like 4k but and that way they can use this doc for like the next five six years or whatever and and more future proofing it that's that's kind of what i'm what i'm getting at with this doc because otherwise i'm like i don't really know why they need the dock, um, but they technically discontinued the old one a while ago. I remember, Sean, right. we were talking about that forever ago, that like the, the old dock was really difficult to find. So I don't know. I'll, I'll have to see more about this dock when it when it drops, is what I'll say. We'll, we'll take a close look, just see if there's anything to it. I think it'd be really nice, John, but I'm not getting my hopes up. <laughs> well, no, I don't think this thing's going to do 4K or anything like that, but it's just... Uh, yeah. You know what I would have liked for this if... And obviously, they're not going to do this. I have a video talking about it later, which you guys, some of you guys might have watched or not already. But um, if they would have made this just the new standard model pricing and then just drop the other models or drop just the one model. So that'd be the 299, mm-hmm. drop that to 250 and then just make this 299. I think people would have been like, all right, cool. Like, I, I don't think it would have been any situation at all. Yeah. Like, I, okay, cool. You know, you just the price get... raise? So it'd be 200, 250, 300 for the three models. I see what you're saying, and I agree with that. I think I think some of the backlash that people are having is the fact that this is, you know, a, a, yeah, it's fifty dollars more. It's essentially being somewhat marketed as a premium system, but it's only premium if you're a handheld player. So it's yeah. like I I will reap the benefits of this because I like to you know have something on TV and then just sit there and play in handheld mode. OLED screen is a lot nicer than what we have now. Oh like, yeah, for I mean- sure. So, but technically the Ethernet port is being included in and forgive if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I think I paid 20 bucks for an Ethernet converter from USB to Ethernet. It's about 20 bucks anyway. About 20 bucks for it, yeah. How much more expensive is an OLED screen to put into a system versus? Well, that's the interesting thing about this. It probably wasn't that much more expensive based on the information we have. I, I feel like the OLED was the pricing between the OLED and the LCD they were using was pretty small, if any. Like well, it seemed like they were waiting for a while, and this just kind of happened to be there. And they were like, "All right, let's use it." Well, and so. all the other components have gotten so much cheaper. This is something other people have pointed out, which is why how the the PlayStation Four just kept getting cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. This system just never got cheaper, even though they're cheaper to produce. So they easily could have sold this for three hundred for a big profit, but they know that Nintendo people will pay three fifty for well, also, that extra. I- well, I'm I'm also looking at like I mean, there's there's all this talk in the world about like inflation, all like all these different things happening right now, and I'm thinking Nintendo's like, 
how can we raise the price of the switch rather than usually they, they go in the other direction this time but I, they they've never run a black friday sale where they lowered the switch price even they usually just throw something in it instead and i can i give you guys a um from the other side because like i used to sit in some of these meetings when i did this and when you have a product um, this is not what i think this is just from their side when you have a product that is the best selling product in the world for years there's no way in hell that you're going to say let's lower something that we're adding they're just it's just not going to come up they're going to say how can we get right more? they're yeah, always exactly. going to say how can we get more or we substitute or how can we get more but mm -hmm. it, it's a bunch of suits in a room they're like hey Three hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. People think that this is great. We have people scalping the system sometimes yeah. that even make more, and people are buying it for four hundred or something like that. We can definitely do this with a big game with Metroid Dread and get three fifty for it when people are paying four hundred for their Animal Crossing or something like that. You know, so big, big. Oh, yeah. game. Also, hey, Nintendo's on board. You know what the you know what the game we saw They're right away? Metroid Dread. <laughs> you know what? You know what, Sean? This might be a Metroid Dread system. Mm. you know what oh, i think no. it might be you're trying to tell me sean that it didn't get a big marketing bump from having metroid <laughs> dread and the same aesthetics with the colors come on I mean, the people will just be I'm... like well why are they playing some weird 2d hey, indie we've game we've been I'm looking for that we've been kidding. looking for that metroid, it's a joke. Dread, that metroid <laughs> dread controversy right here it is right <laughs> i mean hold on. i thought when i saw metroid dread get featured in there i thought it was the coolest thing to get to see metroid finally on a switch kind of commercial mm. like featuring a new console i was like man we're in the timeline where metroid's coming back yep but also i was a little i was part of me was just like man if they had added like in like because you know like they have the red and blue version still too and i was mm -hmm. like well i guess samus is color so it makes sense it's got the white suit with the red and the blue just add some green in there i think that would have been really cool but it is what it is but also yeah i was very happy they put a splat 3 in there too and they actually showed some mm -hmm. splatoon 3 gameplay yeah, as well yeah, with a couple of the weapons we were yeah. curious about but they feature that for the ethernet port so smash and splatoon players you better get a hundred foot there's, ethernet there's, cable there's and you better use it. Yeah, so that's that you can still happen. play against the people on the light sitting at a McDonald's. Like that's no be like, Why does this game disconnect? God, the well, yeah. to be fair, you're supposed to play this in handheld. That's why it's got the OLED <laughs> screen on it. Hey, no, you can run player. an ethernet cable to your Switch. You just need a USB-C ethernet adapter. My wife, hanging off there, you're fine. <laughs> my yeah. Wi-Fi works good because I'm a big boy and I have my own router and everything. A lot of these kids are sharing they've got their sister on netflix yeah. they've I mean, got their brother wrong. watching the, th that's how it is and it's gonna jack yeah. your connection up that's just i mean just, hey sakurai told all of you people you need to start using wire connections all right sakurai said it himself all right so nobody has the router in their room if sakurai John, can't get the people to do it room. i don't know who can <laughs> mom's not gonna let you run a case well, we used house. to run cables across the house hold up <laughs> if parents will be letting them make tiktoks and freaking do all that stuff i'm sure they could run a cable throughout the house daughter ain't running nothing through my house she better oh, yeah? use wi-fi and deal what? with it I'll oh, be honest, yeah. most of the time, most of the time when people get mad at me on Twitter, when Nintendo people get mad at me on Twitter, it's a 36 year old man who has not felt sunlight in years. Those people are at least connecting with Ethernet. Everybody I feel attacked here. <laughs> can, you, can you stop attacking RGT? And, and, he's, and he's not even here to defend himself. It's the Ballad Bash. I got to gang up on him. Goodness gracious. The, is anyone, was anyone really excited? Does anyone use it in tabletop mode? No. no. Uh no. Uh I I did with my daughter a little bit but not not as much anymore. Okay. Well, it has but adjustable to, to be fair, I have seen tabletop mode used um hmm. quite often with my cousin's kids cuz like when we all go over to grandma's house or whatever, they'll sit there and put it in tabletop mode and they will play uh smash against each other. So, I have seen it utilized and I think one time what did we play? 
We played some. I, I played something with them. Where I've done Mario like, Kart. I did Jay Mario top. Kart table top was... like once. Okay. Okay. All right. I, I didn't. I didn't really know how many people use tabletop mode like that. So I mean, it was a big deal about it. It's a big adjustable stand, nice surface looking stand. So it's good. I, I <laughs> did you see? Good. Did you see the, the um? Ooh, it's thundering. That's ugly. Uh, did you see the uh, uh, like all the memes? Like there was the one where it was like the Malibu Stacy. Um, oh yeah. And did you see the one where it was when Homer uh, redesigns the plant and he's like, well, I changed the color of the Nintendo Switch. And we added a little base here to make it better. Like when, when he didn't do anything to adjust to the plant and then Mr. Burns gave him the award because it was a contest for kids. Those were funny as hell. <laughs> Some of the memes were pretty good for it. I got to see the build quality of this device too, because it, I mean, it could be, it's possible that the plastics they use maybe are a little better even on it. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'll be picking it up. Obviously, I feel like a lot of most of us probably will be. So, well, it's coming uh, out the first day of too many games. It is. It's coming out the eighth. So I'm gonna be we picking it up. Metroid. We could technically, yeah, we could try tabletop too if we want. I was gonna to. say. So here's we what we go. gotta do: all of us get together and we all go to uh, GameStop and wait outside Just it like weirdos right. and buy it all. Do you, well, all do you think they have outside of pre-orders? Won't we have to go to Walmart or something? Maybe. There's a target right across from the convention center there. Let's just all of us, all at the same time, just go. There we but go. Do you know who we Make are? We're the spawn cast. Give us <laughs> We're the, the switches. Pick that We're the mafia. We're the mafia. Pick that up and pick up Metroid Dread all at the same time. There we go. Yes. There we go. Uh, yeah, so, uh, I mean, we'll we'll see when it when it comes out, how it feels, and everything, how the OLED, lo OLED looks, based on what the Vita looked like, you know, like a decade ago. I have a feeling it's going gonna, it's gonna to look pretty good for a Samsung OLED. Um, well, Vito is only 540p max, right? Yes, it was 540p. Yeah. 544p. Uh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, but four. screen's a bit smaller, obviously. So, it, you know, that was the thing with the Vita. It worked to hide a lot of that, the resolution stuff. This, so. the, these Vita comparisons are stupid, though. <laughs> Let's just, can we just sit there and say these Vita comparisons are, these people, yeah. they're, they're linking models that aren't even the OLED Vita. <laughs> oh gosh that was funny i, I saw oh, that really? aren't the oled vita i and saw then, that one. and no. then they're ignoring proprietary memory cards they're ignoring ps vita tv if you want to play your games on the tv like i have no problem with like the price stuff i get it i'm with there i'm with you guys but this this mm -hmm. whole ps vita thing needs to die this re revisionist stuff just please die what do you stop, think it's stop, do you think it's just that I, I mean vita i feel like it's just the disappointment because the like this isn't really anything for docked users i feel like that's mm -hmm. the biggest part is just that's people fine, are disappointed you don't need to lie or yeah. to create something to aid your point. Well, Just say yeah. you don't Twitter. like it and move on. That's you don't need Twitter to lie does. and OJ. make misinformation to OJ. prove your point. It's Twitter. <laughs> you might as well just like relabel it as something else. I just, yeah, I just mean it. Just use the right model. Okay, how about <laughs> use the right model that has the OLED? Okay. I just, just mean do it, that for I me. just mean in general with the re reactions online, it did seem to be a lot of uh, people who are very underwhelmed by this announcement, mostly because of it not doing anything in docked mode. So. Well, I, I, I I did see one viral tweet where someone said like, oh, I'm tired to watch the new Nintendo Switch trailer. And then the next tweet says, I am whelmed. It's like, yeah, I am <laughs> it just did felt like guys... they were building up to something in that trailer the whole time. And then it just anticlimactic. Did, did you guys see the like dislike on Nintendo's page? It actually seems people actually like it. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, it's over. It's over ninety percent. Uh -oh. I think well, it's gonna. I think. I think people are gonna buy it. Obviously, like, it's I, gonna I, do well. I think. I think it'll be all right. I mean, the, again, it's not gonna come down to the person who was wanting all of the giant specs. Again, it's gonna come down to a, a broader base, a lot more casual, but a lot more of the newcomer base. 
but I think this to me just says that we're probably not gonna my favorite term I've been using is beefier insides obviously until I just, they're next I need, I'm Stop. really hoping <laughs> I just I'm really hoping we have beefier. like a, a, an upgraded switch for performance by the time Breath of the Wild 2 and Metroid Prime uh, 4 come out you, those are the two you, games I that feel I feel like, like it's needed okay did you see that ease 9 footage on the switch yeah. Oh, no. I, I can talk about this now that Monster Hunter Stories 2 is uh, it comes out tomorrow. I've already played it. Um, it has a little bit of frame rate issues occasionally in town where there's multiple NPCs. Sometimes it'll lower the frame rate of all the characters, but the backgrounds will look normal and stuff like that where I'm like, I wish I had a Switch Pro. Mm. Okay, but so, John, what you're telling me with that ultimatum, though, of Breath of the Wild 2 is either Breath of the Wild 2 is getting delayed or somehow there's a newer Switch model coming out. I mean, out would it shock you if Breath of the Wild 2 came out in 2023? I think it's going to be delayed, but that's know. just me. I mean, it could so. come out holiday 2022, and then, hey, look, here's some enhanced Switch thing that we put out next to it. I mean, you, if I was going to launch that, I'd launch it next to a big title like Breath of the Wild 2 or Do something. you think people would get more upset, though, if Nintendo launches this incremental little update? I think update people will get upset no matter size. what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, oh, no, you're right. Yeah. The, if they if they do this and then that one I I don't know a lot of people right now are like eh I'll, I'll just bypass this one if I'm a docked user and I, I think mean a lot yeah of people I would should, too I think a lot of people I mean? should skip this model for sure I'm gonna tell people right now if you're yeah. on the fence about it just wait if I wasn't doing uh, get this channel and covering it and all this I would, I would probably bypass case. it too I'd bypass yeah. it completely I'd be like yes. oh well I'll wait and see what's after this one yes so that's, that's kind of like, I mean, honestly, I probably would have bypassed the Switch Lite as well because it's like, I'm so, yeah, I wouldn't have bought a Switch Lite. I bought a Switch Lite. I bought the stupid red Mario Switch. Like, you know how many times I've used that? A whopping zero. Oh, yeah. I didn't I used, think I, used, I turned that bitch on. I just got it. I unboxed it. And I was like, all right, cool. So, worst I used case. The dock's cool. It's a red dock. It's cool. See, I, I got a little cheesy dock, little what? third party dock because oh, my no. normal dock stopped working. But you no, have a red dock. Mario. <laughs> yeah, but this one's smaller. It's nice. Oh. Oh. Okay. But it's a small dock. <laughs> it's it's not an official Nintendo one, but it's... is that? But is that like I I'm starting to see that kind of around right now. Uh, maybe it's because of people being. Oh. Hmm. Huh. Is that like insignia? What is that? It's rocket fish. Rocket, interesting. Okay, rolling the dice, and uh, so <laughs> I got another switch. I got the red Mario switch, so I'm good. <laughs> there you One go. explodes, you got a replacement. Uh, that maybe it's because of like the, the the disappointment online is that people are like, well, hopefully there's another switch coming because we're noticing uh, the switch now is having some issues in different games. Even some games for like Age of Calamity right. is always pointed out. Um, mm -hmm. as being one that that does chug when you're playing and it's like yeah. it would be nice just to get that the the switch that would work better in dock mode now that the handheld side has been catered to multiple times now with the switch light and now this oled switch so maybe nintendo is doing that next after this one and they'll build on top of the oled screen that is like the switch that i feel like at least i would like to see i, I think maybe mo some of you too is like if we have an oled switch and it's able to run games better and it's you know 4k and all of this that would be the ultimate like switch right now to pick up well the thing of it is i mean obviously as we've seen on youtube we are recording this on was today thursday mm -hmm. the switch oled was announced on tuesday uh yesterday wednesday people were making switch pro videos so it's like it, it's never going to end like i honestly feel like it's just i it's think it's because people are sold on the concept like the hybrid yeah. concept works people like <laughs> it they like the games that are on the switch it's like the two things that people bring up is 
the the aging hardware the, like the x1 mm-hmm. and the online <laughs> like those are the two things and it's like well and i don't we even really care on nintendo for online so let's, let's, let's yeah exactly and video to the point it's like I don't, I don't care about the online right now i just you know because let's be realistic games aren't going to get simpler as as we go on like if they really want this to last you know 10 years like they said you know we're we're creeping up on that halfway point when did they say 10 years isn't that the isn't that what they said Uh, no No, i think you're referring to an interview where around year five the guy said that this is about the halfway halfway point okay yeah well, that was last year he said that yeah it was it was in that range yeah they're looking for like they're looking for like seven or eight years i would say, I would say the seven or eight well, right. so, that's okay. still, yeah that's a lot still several years off yeah well if we're gonna think yeah what like two three years in the future right if it's 350 right now i don't necessarily see this price getting any cheaper if we brought out a more powerful switch it would, it would be, be it, it would be as much as are the xbox at, series S, are yes. we looking at 400 personally i am 100 percent, and i'll go on record i'm 100 percent willing to buy a 400 switch if it actually has better resolution solid frame rate 100 if, if, if it just Nintendo's gives me 60 frames that, like minimum to be for honest, everything though, be fine. yeah to 60, be honest, though, 60. it might not i feel like for some reason they might not make it handheld capable. here's okay so i'm fine with that I'll, i'm a slut for a uh, dock mode too so oh, i'm good with that it's the, it's nintendo so if they do it all right let's say it's it's still like a, a in a handheld form factor i bet you mm. they just sell the system and there's no dock included it's just the system and it's like oh, this geez. is a better docked one you are you guys already got the, the new dock right go ahead and pick that up yeah power supply oh, sold separately do something like that and you know how oh, i know maybe? they do something like that because years and years ago they sold me a new 3ds excel without a power cable <laughs> Uh, yep i remember that yep <laughs> you guys have power cables don't you and you have docks too right <laughs> just to cut down on the price 400 i feel like it once they get over 400 with this thing it'd be like uh, i mean if it's, it's getting getting that 4K, <laughs> if it's in the 4k if it's in the 4k like everybody wanted a 400 that's I mean, what i mean it's like yeah, ooh, i don't know that's tough that. you know well would they eventually mm. lower the oled model i don't see them necessarily lowering well, that yeah, back I, would, down I think they would wait they, they would they would wait and wait till like a couple more years. I would say they oh, another three fifty. I don't would they would they then, al- would they announce a more powerful one than the OLED at three fifty as well? No, no. What they would do is if they did that, they would announce like if they were going to replace the OLED, like just they would yeah. announce the new one and it would actually do what I said that they should have done with this one. It would mm. replace. Okay, it. That's yeah. what I would think if they're going to do more powerful. One, but I don't mm. think a more powerful switch, like then how does that get in relation to the next switch? And then, like, how does that go? And then, like, what about the next, the Switch 2? So this is getting to the point where now we're talking about, like, two or three or four different, <laughs> two, three, four different models or whatever. But maybe that's, is, maybe like, that's the what they want to do. Maybe every yeah, two maybe years they, they want to refresh it. Maybe they don't really yeah. care as much about generations anymore. And they're just like, eh, every two years, we'll refresh the Switch if and it'll go on for 20 years. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. is, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. This seems like that's, that's a plan that's going to get you in trouble later. Down the line. <laughs> I mean, well, it works, it works for Apple, though. It look, does. At, look at Apple. But Apple, but Apple, you talk about Nintendo fans are just stupid. They'll buy whatever. Apple fans are like times that by like fifty. Yes. Or so, times yeah, that yeah. By and you know Nintendo's like, yeah. how do we get in on that? Exactly. <laughs> you know, they but they buy a thousand dollar phones every year. There's no way Nintendo can even get anywhere near close to. I, I mean, Apple's I, a trillion dollar company. I think they're. I think they're. They're trying to tap into that mentality though, and I feel like they're the diehard Nintendo fan base is so large it blows my mind. Like I looked at Reddit the other day. And the post for the trailer 
for the OLED Switch had 40,000 upvotes, 11,000 comments, and 99% were overwhelmingly positive, saying, I built a bot that'll tell us when we could do pre-orders. I'm going to get at least three so I can keep two in the you box. You should have like, told them to go to hell. Well, they must have, they know, must have picked up a bunch of Nintendo people recently because that way you could have used them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, but, yeah. but I think that's part of it. Is I, I made a video about this years ago, but I think that the biggest appeal to the Switch is that non-gamers have been turned into gamers. I, I, think, I think you're right about that. Yeah. And I think these people now, it's the only way they picture gaming. The same way back in the day, our parents used to be like, turn off that Nintendo when you're playing on the PlayStation. I think these people are like, oh, gaming and Nintendo are one of the same. So I, I think they're going to buy whatever yeah. Switch, no matter what. I mean, at this point, the 360 is considered retro. I want to die. So... Uh yeah I, that's the way i also is. think like i guess like you know the hybrid nature being like people try to underplay it and like or downplay it and i get that like 100 percent. but like you know believe it or not john can attest to this you got older guys people try to downplay cell phones believe it or not yeah, people yeah. tried to downplay cell phones oh, i don't really need that i can just make calls from home people legitimately try to and we see and people try to downplay tablets too when tablets first came out they're like mm. it's just a big you don't need that either so i think i do see some some not everybody some try to say oh well who cares about portable it's or added I, value I but it's so. it, that for people is big yeah. the fact that they can have a screen especially if you live in a house with other people yep. like it, it's cool to have your own screen well so the I think, concept you know, has to be the concept yeah. for me has to be what's selling the switch because because yeah. like the Wii U, they brought Wii U games to the Switch and they're selling better like on the Switch. And like the game quality was still good on the Wii U. It's yeah. just like the Switch is obviously like the end goal with what they were trying to do with the Wii U, considering they had like the tablet off of the screen and all, you know, like it's the concept I think that's really making the Switch successful right now. And uh, Nintendo is continuing to build yeah. on that with this new OLED device. So We'll see if they decide to iterate it again in a year or two. I mean, Sean said there's already talks about 2022. So like I say with the Switch Pro rumors, there's always next year, right? All right, John, no, so. we haven't gotten your thoughts. John, what's happening? Switch Pro Switch Pro, 2022, Breath of the Wild edition. Hey, happen. I think if you're going to launch new hardware, you put it next to a good game. And hey, you know what? They decided to pick uh, the the game of the year here coming up, right? The one that's going to crack all-time highs, that being Metroid Dread. Right, Sean? So, you know, they put the OLED screen next to it. All right. Cause that's, that was the only way to sell the OLED screen is to put it next to Metroid Dread. <laughs> I'm telling you, did you see the Metroid Dread fans out there? Like, I'm getting this. Oh, I'm getting this. Yeah, I mean, getting it was this, smart. The, the, it was smart. It was smart. <laughs> That was all, great all, all six Metroid fans. Sean, Sean's uh, one of those six. Nintendo. Nintendo must have heard that Sean's gonna play Balance soon. They just wanted to just make sure, you know. Just wanted to make I, sure. They they talked I, about it some. Well, they talked about it some more. They they showed off a new weapon and everything on Twitter. Yo, hey. I still I still feel very confident. Maybe they maybe they put out the that new switch the the the, the whatever the next iterations. They put it next to Breath of the Wild two and they slap some gold Joy Cons on there. There you go. Mm. Uh, Clicks buy in three. I feel no, like I feel like no. there'll be sky blue Joy Cons or something. <laughs> like that, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's, I don't know. I genuinely think Breath of the Wild, and I'm saying this. Believe me, if I'm wrong, I will be incredibly happy. I, I think Breath of the Wild is going to stay, at least as it is right now, on this console, um, and that we probably wouldn't see another game that we haven't heard from, like Bayonetta or Metroid. 
Maybe that comes out along with the new Switch. Those are more I hope, neat I hope titles, we have it though. by Metroid. I hope we have it by Metroid Prime 4, because I feel like that's a game that uh, that's got a lot riding on it, and it'd be nice if it showed up on something. Well, that... especially as an FPS. That's yeah. going to be that demands a little bit Metroid differently Prime... a performance than a third person. Well, I mean, we're looking for 60 frames out of Prime. We'd be looking for 60 frames out of Prime 4, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. So You'd almost need to in order to be accurate at the game and to not get dizzy. First person shooters at low frame rates don't necessarily do hey, there's that. all th there's all three million of us who need prime four okay so <laughs> three million and one right sean yep that's all we need that's all we need hey, and yeah, we, we got another wait for this game OLED, model. oled model this this holiday that's nintendo's hardware uh so with like the, i said with always, the white color joy cons the color always of next Balan. year always Be next good. year for the for the people <laughs> who want that switch pro there you go color yeah bow there you go color bound there you go uh, we got another Discord question there, Evan. Just one, and it's uh, they're wondering if they said anything about the OLED Switch having support for Bluetooth headsets or earphones. No, they did not. And I yeah, was disappointed that about that. Catered to the handheld user, just no Bluetooth like a handheld user would probably want. Yeah, and hand speakers, though, you're whatever still that have... means. Louder speakers, yeah. I mean, yeah. you're still going to have to buy um, third-party interesting. Yeah, I mean, for Bluetooth. I don't know. Maybe Nintendo can push up. I don't know, but patch or something down the road. Who knows there? Is it, it is odd that they haven't tried that yet, but hey, that sounds like a pro feature to me. So there you mm. go. Bluetooth. <laughs> I love Bluetooth. Uh, my Vita has Bluetooth. It's very nice. Uh, let's let's go to let's go to Assassin's Creed. Jordan's not here for this. I wanted to get his take on it because uh, I think he called this. I think he called this a while ago. I feel oh, like yeah. he mentioned he, he Assassin's Creed yeah. is going live service. Like okay. two years ago, I think he talked about it. He mentioned, he's like, yeah, Assassin's Creed is going to be this one big, you know, hub thing that they're going to do going forward. And it's going to be basically live service is what it sounded like when it was being talked about. And here it is, Assassin's Creed Infinity, because Assassin's Creed games weren't already long enough. This one is going to be never ending, it sounds like. Uh, at least yeah. it's going to be a hub and they're just going to continue piling content into it. And I guess instead of doing like clean breaks for each Assassin's Creed game that comes out and having one team work on it and another team work on it, they're just all going to come together and collaborate and make this Assassin's Creed Infinity world. Mm. I'll, that's, I'll, that's horrible. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I've... <sighs> I used to be so much more interested in Assassin's Creed back in the day. And I feel like it's when they started just making the world big to make them big that I started falling out of it. Like, it's like they felt like they had to put Assassin's Creed out and it has to be a, a, a 70 hour single player campaign experience like storyline. And then, you know, there's another 100 hours on top of that to do everything. When Jordan told me he spent like 100 hours beating Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So it's a lot of padding. Mm -hmm. yeah there's a that's flood warning where i am well so i, I think the problem is that e even th this is good padding i hear a lot of the the super hardcore assassin's creed fans say that it's like 100 or 200 hours of solid content but that's so much game as like an adult dude who has to try and beat games who's trying to edit videos and stuff if i see something that takes 200 hours for a master file that's a turnoff and so the idea that they're going to try and do that forever where you play the games and the DLC until the day the next one comes out and it builds on that to the new part of the world, your different territory next to other DLC. I don't know. That seems you know, like too I much. Liked, you know, I, like, I actually liked Phoenix Rising quite a bit. Yeah. It, it felt a little more like, I don't know if old school Assassin's Creed, but not like the Assassin's Creed how it is now. And I know that was more of a fun project they kind of did on the side, the Odyssey team. But I, I, I enjoyed playing through that one. I feel like more than when I was going through Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Because it was... Um, it had the it had the Assassin's Creed formula, but it still felt different. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm not, I'm not prepared to say that it's a better game necessarily. I just, I had more fun I am. playing it. <laughs> I mean, just in general, like the, the production, by all the different things that went into building a, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. is gl glitchy. And, it, what do you, what? Come on. Assassin's Creed 4 Black Flag is a top Black Flag is pretty Well, Assassin's Creed that 2. That was years ago. Yeah. Are we talking still... about now or are we talking about the years ago? I thought you were talking about, oh. are we talking about now? Or are we well, talking about back then? Which I mean, one? even that I'll play I'll play Black Flag now and it's still very No, I'm saying like the yeah. games like today's like we're talking about the most recent Assassin's Creed. You don't think Immortals is just as good as the most recent ones? Or if not I didn't, I didn't play Valhalla, so I can't. I think I think in that. terms of uh the game itself, I think Valhalla is higher quality than Phoenix Rising by a, a, a good bit going through it, but I had more fun like fun factor with Phoenix rising, maybe because it was just, it didn't take itself seriously. Exactly. I was trying to be real serious about everything. And I'm like, I just, right. I don't really, I don't want to make everybody upset. So I'll stop right there. You, uh, no, you, <laughs> like, you like Phoenix rising more. No, some, I, I saw yeah. people who have mentioned they it was liked good. it more. Yeah. I think if a lot of people haven't tried it and, and they should definitely, um, mm -hmm. Give it a give it a go. Um, yeah, my question is, when you're doing live service games like this, right? And, and and like what the most notorious we're gonna really think about back in the day, which obviously is an MMO, but World of Warcraft. You know, having those those um, kind of updates and installs come in. I think it's gonna have to be each of the content is gonna have to have substantial drive and like it's gonna have to have good content for people mm -hmm. to want to keep buying it. But also, what's um, what's the entry barrier going to kind of be? Is it all building oh. upon the same story? But also, if you jump in now, or if say you jump in a little bit, uh, maybe a few installs after you know it's begun, is it going to be something completely different? You can jump in right in the middle, or do you need to start from the beginning and pile all of that on top and buy all these additional ones? I feel like it's there are a lot of people who look line. at like you're saying, like like maybe Destiny Two, for example, and you see it, yeah. and you're like, look at all this stuff they've done. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Then deleted. <laughs> yeah. if, yeah, and like yeah. all the stuff you you feel like you have to do just to catch up with where everyone is now, right? Can be kind of intimidating for people. Like, ah, I just I just wanted to play Assassin's Creed. Well, you know, it's yeah. uh, so that that's why in Bloomberg the specific title the uh, the specific way they described it according to their sources was Fortnite style. So I think what it's probably Seasons. going to be, which is what I hate the most, mm. is I bet it's going to be you drop into it and there's going to be a thin story and a thin motivation, but there's going to be major targets, lots of side quests, so you can. Play play it whenever you want and however you want but i feel like it's probably going to be something where you're meant to just play it you and, know hardcore well, about in which in which case down. in which case the live service would be closer to something like sea of thieves where everything you're doing is just for mm. cosmetic that's it yeah well what about this uh -huh. if what do we what do we what would we price this thing at what's the what's the what's the pricing around this thing is it, is it, is it, is yeah. is it free to play if, you're, no. if, you're, if you're smart no. it's free to play if you're ubisoft it's 60 dollars day one and, but but exactly. $60 plus a live service fee. You continue to charge uh, monthly. Do you charge like yearly? Do you charge uh, for each expansion that goes in? How do you continue monetizing it? Basically, I I think they're going to start to do a thing where it's sixty or seventy for the entry game itself, and then I think what they're going to do is they're going to tell you straight up, all right, every three months there's going to be a big gigantic update, and the update's going to be like ten or twenty bucks. That way, it keeps you on the treadmill, and then you know, okay, if I choose to skip those updates, the next one I I buy the next $60 game is the next country or whatever of those updates. 
Mm. You know, if they are doing Fortnite style, if you're saying like the Bloomberg article quoted, it's there's probably going to be a lot of stuff that's only there temporarily, and then it completely yeah. shifts and changes. And there's going to be a lot of stuff you can't get. So maybe one of the drives they're going to try to get is to have, I guess, also another big one that I've realized lately from a game I've been getting into is Valorant. When they start their new season, there's a whole bunch of items you're never going to be able to get again. So they kind of drive you to go and collect all the exclusives that you can't get anywhere else outside of this season or whatever they're going to end up calling it and then they switch it out so maybe that's a drive for them i feel like that's kind of getting old at this point I mean, for a lot fo of people fomo works so much it's crazy it really does. it's yeah. uh, it's we'll, part of warcraft it oh, sorry, yeah, go it's ahead, partially yeah. fomo but the the fortnite method is also they want you to get through whatever battle pass they put in because the battle pass exactly. what you get from it allows you to purchase the next season anyway the next one. so it's just trying mm -hmm. to force people to stay in the game making the multiplayer feel of it really good because then you have hundreds of mm -hmm. people constantly mm -hmm. playing it thousands of people constantly playing it because they have to right yeah mm -hmm. okay Okay, it's uh, I I just feel like Ubisoft is going to lean too far into the live service stuff oh, yeah. and they're just there's not going to be enough time from their player base to hold everything up because they're doing multiple division games now. Uh, I mm -hmm. Ghost Recon sounds like it wants to go live service based and now we see Assassin's Creed leaning into it. I mean, Watch Dogs fits the formula already too. basically all these Ubisoft games already fit the live service formula. So I almost wonder if they're just going to try to do that with all of them. And then also Rainbow that's Six it. too. Well, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that continues to. Yeah, you're right. It continues to well, move on. So uh, it's that's why I 100% think they're going to try and do it. the Ubisoft Plus is going to become like Game Pass. There's going to be a thing mm. where you pay $10 a month or $100 for the year, and it's going to give you access to Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. And I feel like they're going to try and do a way where they can get all their players to constantly be paying for something you're never going to actually own. I mean, they're also they're introducing Riders Republic. That's a live service yeah, game. <laughs> yeah. True. All mm. I'm hearing though is all these subscription fees is people got to start writing down everything they're subscribed to because the Lord knows. I feel like there's people like with all these subscription services coming out, like you're probably paying more than cable used to cost. Mm. Uh, no, I am with my Amazon and my Crunchyroll and mm -hmm. everything that I've got. I got to check on yeah. that actually. YouTube premium, Twitch subs. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All those tier threes you're at OJ. Yeah, yeah, tier threes. That's me. That's me. I'm well. I'm hey, maybe only fans. Tier threes, baby. Oh yeah, all my so they got feast. banned, and they then all they all got canceled. Yeah, so I think I'm good. Stuff too. I mean, come on. I think I'm good. I think. I'm oh, good. I remember those. I remember to cancel. You know what? Seen the city. If Ubisoft just piles up enough cash from these live services and they give us Splinter Cell, I'm 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 completely willing to sacrifice yeah, Splinter Cell live, live streaming or live service. <laughs> Splinter Cell live service. Oh. What's next? We just on, on phones. Can we not do yeah. that? Can we not? <laughs> I mean, this live service do stuff it, sucks. I don't. I don't know, this live service stuff is trash. This is this is horrible. I don't like live service at all. I'm I'm done because I already they're already putting live service stuff in single player games, and now they want to put now now they want to do all this. It's like I'm tired of signing in. I'm tired of always online. Like I'm just yeah. I'm sick of it. To be honest, if you want my yep. real Ubisoft like, just getting started. <laughs> I'm so sick of always online. I'm so sick of live service. I, I don't I don't want anything to do. They're with gonna this. have multiple even... live services in their series. So they're gonna hopefully have a couple live service though. or division and Ho hopefully it's good. Hopefully people like it, enjoy yeah. it. But I'm I'm completely done. I'm checked out. I'm not even gonna try it at all. So that's just my thoughts. But everybody who wants to play it, good. There you go. We'll see how it works out for Ubisoft in the next. Uh, I think this, they they were mentioning this probably wasn't coming out to like 2024 or something. So they're a ways off with it anyway. Yeah, we're scrolling. Probably, probably will be out by then. It's 
Skull and Bones. Uh, Skull and Bones sounds anybody? like that got redone, or they they shifted vi their vision on it. And I bet you it shows up as a live service. I mean, it was already <laughs> going to be a live service. It was already player yeah. versus player. The question is whether or not a uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two gets reannounced as a live service. That's before. becoming a live What's service that? too. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> it's all live services. Wait, do they need more artwork for that? They didn't need music. Or, or like, like, write some music. music. Maybe get some three D models. Click on the drums for, yeah, for a that? lot of people play drums. Okay. I'm not helping with that game. Pay me something. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, I need some bread. Let's let's uh, we're, we're done with this quarter questions, right? Yep. All right. Cool. 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 Let's let's go to the final topic. That's Sony Japan studios. It's officially done. It's over. Pulled it off the website. Make sure everyone knows that's uh, it's no longer around. They, they did let people go. And then they also merged some of them in a team of Sobe. So like that's basically their Japan studios now, but like Sony's been shifting to the West for a while anyway, and they had already kind of talked about this before with those uh, those people leaving, and now yeah, uh, something that's been around with Sony since the beginning of founded in 1993, right around the time that Sony was showing up with the PlayStation, uh, is no more. So what's, what's everyone think about that? That's the end of an era for Sony with Japan Studios. Uh, rest in pepperoni. Rest in pepperoni. It's sad. Very I sad. Of, I, I kind of feel like it's like your grandparent, you know, and you just like walk across the street without helping them, and then they <laughs> like get hit by a car or something. Oh man! Oh, no. What wow. <laughs> it feels like. Is like, that what it feels sounds like? like okay. That sounds like they've had like that happen to you. Have you had that happen to you? Yeah. Is this <laughs> a story? Are we getting some uh, click lore? No. Listen, I was at the red light. I just watched it happen. All right. I thought you were like, <laughs> I was driving. Yeah. She paid the other driver. Sean, let, tell, tell me about Japan Studio. What, what, what happened there? What, you know, first off, it was obviously a business decision because a lot of those games, as much as people on Twitter love them. Look, here, here's the thing. If you see like a big opinion on Twitter, think the opposite because Twitter is like an echo chamber. Outrage about Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield, all the game sucks, sells a billion copies. And Fort um, was in there, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not happy about the Switch OLED. It'll sell a billion copies. Oh, Metroid Dread is going to be great. It'll sell oh, five oh, copies. So, like, you know, people love those games, but they didn't sell. But, like, really, most of the company, it seems like, got absorbed into the um, Asabi. I, I think that's how it's pronounced. The people who did Astro's Playroom. And then the people who didn't go with that went to another studio that I can't recall the name of it, but the. Um, Bokeh? Yeah, Bokeh. Okay. Um, and uh, those people, it's headed by the guy who did Gravity Rush and uh, Silent Hill as well. And now they're already teasing like a, a horror game in the style for fans of games like Silent Hill. So, I, I mean, yes, on paper, you know, it, it makes for a great headline. And on paper, it sounds like a big deal. But I mean, really, has Sony given a shit about their Japanese stuff since like the, no. the PlayStation 3? Maybe the they, you know the they did Shadow of the Shadow of Colossus that remake complete remake was was forty dollars one of the best great. games and sell. nobody bought the game. <laughs> exactly. yeah, nobody bought the game so nobody bought it it was good I bought I bought two copies but I'm just saying like, knack knack two knack. Knack two, two. everybody's and they golf. also had they they also had Gravity Rush one they who, they who remastered was Gravity back on Loco Roco hmm? yeah. can you really do that Loco Roco Sean. They remastered yeah. Gravity Rush too. They remastered Gravity Rush and the Last Guardian? Gravity Rush Two, Last Guardian. They finally got that I, game out, and, that, and that's fine. But still, if, from a business perspective, I mean, 
it was obviously, you know, a, a chain is only as strong as the weakest link. And that sounds like well, a very profound statement, but I'm pretty sure that was an alien workshop Sean, skateboard t-shirt from back in Sean, the day. They made, they made Patapon, Sean. Okay. And how did that sell? You have to look know. at it for let me. Let me ask you this. How's that? How, how's dream selling? Not very well. A media molecule still rolling along. But that's their latest game. I thought we were making business decisions around here. F from a from a business decision, like maybe they should. Uh, okay, don't do that. They, no, no. they, they just need to bring that. Speaking, speaking of a business decision, I just did the stupidest thing. What's that? I I, I bought a cameo of one of my favorite wrestlers who just like cusses a lot. Do you watch Dark Side of the Ring? No, I do. Uh, did you see the Nick Gage episode? I did. Uh, I just bought a cameo from Nick Gage so that he'll swear at me and congratulate me for getting verified on Twitter because I thought it would be funny. <laughs> so <laughs> that was a good business decision. Oh okay, yeah. I mean, obviously these games weren't like they weren't selling. Right. Everyone kind of understands that. So yeah, Jim Ryan, he rolled in there. It's like, who wants to even play these games? He just shut them down. Well, that was, okay, that was so pretty much many, it. Did they say how many like jobs people, uh, how many lo lost jobs there were? versus well, like how many got brought into other studios i think a, a, a vast majority of them either went with the uh gravity rush director or got absorbed into the uh so the majority they weren't just like let go it was just that specific no. location okay that makes me feel better about it because i just well, thought a whole bunch of people i mean they, i don't think i don't think they really said who went where they, did, they never yeah. said, they never said but, like in terms of like the other staff they, ne they said that it the rest will whoever wants to go will be absorbed but there was a number of high profile so the people that did yeah. the producers the guys that were actually yeah. brought these games in terms of their vision like a like back like you know casey hudson bioware or whatever you know what i'm saying it'd be like the same yeah. as he left ea right it's like the same thing as like but for them the people who made gravity rest the people who were there from the very beginning were let go you know like the ones that make the all the creative cool yeah. games and like i i get it i understand like team asobi like they're gonna do Astro bot and all that, but it's just, it's just not, it's, it's not cool. I mean, people want to see games uh, like, you know, Advanced weird, Wars, all yeah, these games that barely games, sold. Yeah. People want to see all that stuff come back, right? We, we pe hear people yelling about that stuff, and that's essentially what's going on here. Those games are probably not going to be coming. Back, here's, you know, here's my problem. Here's my question with this, though. All right, so this all of a sudden happened when they had their shift at the top at leadership with Jim Ryan coming in and Sean Layden going out with Andrew House and all of this. I almost wonder if Japan Studio would still be around if uh it, sean laden was still running things there yes have you seen yeah. his twitter yeah. account yeah his, he's, that, pretty he's vocal a good dude on it. Yeah, yeah he's he, pretty vocal he's a good he would have kept the, he, maybe they would have downsized maybe they would have done something but he they wouldn't have been washed like they got mm. i mean like they just they eradicated them and it looks like and all of their old ips all of this stuff like maybe those get brought back one of these days but like i understand like i get it's a business like i completely get jim ryan business dude but yeah it's just it's just unfortunate for those like me like i grew up on playing a lot of the old school like legend of dragoon and dark cloud and a lot of these games that sony japan studio either made or helped make you also have to look at the other stuff like they helped make bloodborne they helped do other things too so i mean like they didn't just provide their game their own games but they also helped out with bigger games you know that sony made so that's unfortunately gone i think sony's just gonna start paying for like oh we just want final fantasy 16 now you know like they're not gonna mm -hmm. get their studios to team up to do some of the cool stuff that they've done like dark like the dark cloud series which is fantastic you know Lammer jam or un jammer lammy there you go. I, I never played that. Oh, they did the Grand Stream Saga. I loved that game. They oh. did a lot of stuff. Like if you go under like their like their Wikipedia, yeah, they list a lot of the stuff. Like I mean, they oh, have, Intelligent like, Cube. That was a good one. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah they I mean, marked they, the lad listed on there because they ran support for stuff too, just helping out with certain games. Mm -hmm. Like wild, all the wild arms are listed on here, for example, yeah, where they helped with them. I know we're pointing out that we want that we were hoping they'd be around to bring back the older games, but if you just look at that list, they're a creative force for bringing new things into play, which is dangerous because you can bring stuff yeah. out that no one plays. Yeah, but right. this is basically it feels like Sony doubling down on we don't give a shit about other titles. We just want the titles Whatever that are already works. working for us right now. Yeah. Those are the only titles we care mm -hmm. about. So yeah. yeah, it just doesn't they, feel good. They obviously which to a degree all companies the, do, right? I mean, yeah. like to be fair, to, to, to a degree, to a all degree, companies do. To but, a degree. but like yeah. new IP is always important in companies. Uh, a yes. lot of movie companies actually put on comic book conventions to basically steal ideas from writers and stuff that go there for really cheap, to, just so they can have more ideas and IP that's under their name. Well, so I mean, we're gonna this, find out because they're they're going. They went the a lot of them went to Team Asabi and we'll see what they put out because they could for all we know come out with some weird game they could come out with a big 3d astrobot game which would be really cool as long as it's not tied to vr so more people can play it and hey if they do that and it looks super creative and really cool then i think most people would be okay with the decision but it is a shame because uh, you're not going to see some of these weird games get created anymore is what i'll right. say these yeah like uh, one these, you always you always kind of hope one of the heads of the companies just has like a nightmare wakes up and now we have a new game just coming out well, that we've never seen these before. Yeah. these creative games that obviously have a lot of japanese influence in them yeah. basically uh yeah it's, it's probably not going to be something you're gonna see as like puppeteer was such a cool yeah. game mm -hmm. and i no one played it <laughs> like Bought no it. one played it well i was gonna ask because i know like a lot of people specifically were really sad about like gravity rush and yes. stuff like um and this, maybe this is a stretch a little bit, but do you feel like if Gravity Rush was able to come out on the Switch, do you think that game would do very well? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It, has, it, had, yeah. it has that art style. That it has that art Switch style. Like. Yeah. There's just certain things that some, I mean, I don't think it'd be like game, but it wouldn't be like 10 million or anything. But I think that there's just certain styles that just work better for audiences. And Gravity yeah. Rush is that character. Gravity Rush is one of those things like you hear what some Sony fans say about these games. When they shut down, there are like some of the core. I mean, you can't always look at Twitter and stuff, but they're like, oh, well, their games suck. I don't mm. like them. Who cares? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, I just want to play God of War is the best. But that's how a lot yeah. of, and that's how they're buying. It's not just them saying, like, that's how, that's how the sales look too. So everybody just likes God of War. Everyone likes Horizon. Everybody likes Uncharted and these other games. Well, these games, nobody buys these. Like, it's not even like a million, like two, three million. It's like, no, but it's like under a million for like big, like Gravity Rush 2. Like yeah, four. it's like hundreds of thousands. Yeah, yeah. it's like hundreds. Of, it's like they sold terrible on a hundred million plus install base, like for the quality of that game. So it's not mm -hmm. just people saying, it's like actual facts. Yeah. People aren't I buying think, this at all. No. I think, yeah, I think I've been analyzing more. Like it always seems like someone's upset about something about some Nintendo Direct. And like, it really makes me think about just how many genres and different types of games the Switch has to where people can be upset because whatever they wanted didn't show up at this specific direct, but it's probably going to show up on another one um, versus a lot of people who are more pinpoint to the fact where like with Sony, you know, like they're shutting down specific niches that just aren't working in general. Like I think with the Switch, you can have much more variety. And I think it's kind of blowing my mind how there is something for everyone. You know, even like the last direct, I think that really showed it. Um, some of the things like didn't necessarily touch my heart, but like to see everybody else ecstatic about it. It's like, dude, how how cool are we in with the switch specifically that, you know, we can kind of have this variety. I don't know. I'm just I'm running, but it's pretty cool. But I think that's going to do it here for the Spawncast today. Let me go around here. Max, where can everyone find you? youtube.com slash dreamcast guy uh, i just put up a video for monster hunter stories 2 um i feel like that's going to be a more niche game so if you want to see a lesser known rpg that's very unique go watch my video okay cool and then oj where can everyone find you 
on YouTube. Got some cool stuff that I'm planning with Nintendo for Monster Hunter Stories 2 as well. So uh, watch that if I'm streaming right now. And if not, you can just check it out on my channel later. So I do appreciate that. And thanks for having me on once again. So you can just, and also I'm on Twitter where I have the best Twitter account um, at Player Essence. So you can follow me on there. And all, all he tweets is jokes. He labels all, all of his jokes. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> a joke, baby. And click, where can everyone find you? Yeah, thanks for having me. You can find me here on YouTube as MissClick Gaming, or I'm live basically every day on Twitch where we uh, we do a variety of things. But right now we're still playing through Mass Effect 2. I guess this is coming out on what, Saturday? Mm -hmm. Normal time. So I'll be back later on in the week. I'll be out of town for some stuff. But yeah, we'll pick up with Mass Effect 2, having a lot of fun. Other than that, um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as just MissClick. What about Sean? Well, depending on what day of the week it is, you might be able to find me on uh, YouTube trending gaming. Um, I was, I was <laughs> on this past week. Or now you can find me at RGT of Starburst. <laughs> All because of a bag of Starburst. <laughs> now you can find me on RGT eighty five. Um, follow me on Twitter. I just because if you want to see that, that cameo that I bought, it'll be up on Twitter. Oh, well, OK, app. cool. I'm, I'm going to check it out. Hold That's on. legitimately the only reason I bought it, just because I wanted to post it on Twitter and laugh at it. I mean, 25 bucks to laugh like that's like a movie ticket and like a popcorn or something. A bag of Starburst. Oh, that's worth I can't for 25, do. For 25 beans? Star yeah, that's worth yeah, 25 bucks. I mean, come on. Uh, you yeah, can troll you once, once Metroid comes out. I'm definitely going to do that. And oh, yeah. The hell out of you. Let's I, do well, it. Wood once did that with Billy Gunn. Um, he had Billy Gunn say that I sucked. <laughs> I was like, okay, but it cost him like a hundred bucks because Billy Gunn's a big man. But yeah, you can find me on RGT85 on all corners of the internet. Cool. And then what about Evan? Uh, Twitter, at Kimrex Project. If I got anything going on, I usually post there random any indie games I run into when I'm streaming, stuff like that. All right, cool. That's going to do it here for us. We'll be back next weekend, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We will be live then. I'll see you. See everyone then.